Previously on Sammy Magic. Sammy was sitting in the office of Gandalf, opening his various fan mail before wrapping up a pre-signed 8x10 and sending it back to them. Sammy suddenly heard something. My revenge will be complete. And suddenly a scream pierces through his ears, not through the walls, but from the hallway outside. And when he rushes out, he discovers Gina Ginger staring up in horror. And as Sammy looks up to meet her gaze, he sees the cat of groundskeeper William hanging from a nearby lantern, swinging back and forth ominously. And as that cat swung back and forth, it cast a shadow on a wall. A wall with a message written in the blood of that cat, which read, The chamber has been opened. Death is coming to you all. Beware the air of bad man. Sammy. Gina finally mutters under her breath as she looks up at the young Sammy Magic who was staring at the wall with as much horror as she was. What are you doing here, Sammy? I was just... I... I was... Sammy couldn't think. Sammy's mouth could not create words anymore as he stared at this horrifying scene behind him. The wall splattered with blood as that petrified cat swung back and forth from the lamppost. I, 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 I was just... I was helping. I was helping. What's going on here? A voice calls from behind Sammy, and from behind him, he sees groundskeeper William rush up and see his cat petrified hanging from that lamppost. Sammy, what did you do? Nothing, nothing. This wasn't me. I promise you, this was not me. I I was off, I was off uh, helping, and I... Yes, that's right. Sammy was off helping me sign some fan mail, and apparently things just go, my god, what happened here? Gandalf comments as he walks out of his office. Okay, whatever you people think my son, please don't call me that, did, I can guarantee you that it was absolutely not him. We were friends. Groundskeeper William barely even processed the words that Gandalf and Sammy had spoke. We were friends. Why would you do this to me, Sammy? Why? I'm telling you, it wasn't me. I don't know who did this. It's... I I did hear a voice. A voice. Ah, just like you did all last year, lad. No, for real this time. I heard a voice. It was coming from within the walls. It wasn't in my head. Seems like there's a lot of things happening in your head, magic. Alan Rickman comments as he walks up with an entire class behind him who all stare at Sammy in fear. They knew Gina wasn't capable of this, but after all of the rumors that had spread, Sammy was unfortunately public enemy number one. And you expect us once again to just simply believe you when you claim to hear these voices. Because, believe me, my students haven't heard anything. I'm sure Gina hasn't heard anything. And yet, for some reason, you claim to hear a voice within the walls. Yes, uh, just... Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. 
They can't hear me. I'm your own personal little friend. There it was again. Do you not hear it? I don't hear anything but lies. Now, normally I would have to confer with the rest of the teachers, but after putting our school in so much danger ever since your arrival, Sammy Magic, I have no choice but to expel you. This causes the entire room to gasp in awe. Absolutely not, Grumblebum comments, walking up behind Rickman. Sammy Magic has not done anything wrong. He was working in Gandalf's office, heard Gina scream, and then emerged to discover this horrifying scene before us. Sammy Magic is not to blame for this. You know something, Alan Rickman comments, finally standing up to Grumblebum. I have put up with a lot at this school. I have put up with all of your silly little thoughts, but now people are getting hurt. There's a petrified cat hanging from a lamppost. There is blood on the walls, and that blood is on Sammy Magic's hands. I don't care what you know about his family. I don't care what you know about his history. All I know is that he is a danger to this school. Really? Grumblebum comments, smiling before placing a hand on Alan Rickman's shoulder. I understand where you're coming from. You want to protect the students. But you're wasting your time thinking Sammy Magic is the issue here. There's a much bigger issue at hand, Rickman. The chamber has been opened. It's spelled out cleanly right there. Which means you and I need to figure this out. Alan Rickman stares back at Grumblebum furious before softening a bit and turning towards his students. Students, return to your dormitories immediately. Grumblebum and I have a lot to discuss. Sammy sighs a sigh of relief before picking up Gina back off the ground and sending her to the Lionheart dormitories. I... I can't believe it. Are you, are you okay? Just talk to me. Say anything, please. Groundskeeper William is screaming up at that petrified cat, and Sammy turns to see his sorrow out on full display. Groundskeeper William was a proud groundskeeper, a proud man, and Sammy had never seen him in such sorrow. Ah, oh, don't worry about it, pal. Don't worry. I'll take this kitty cat back to my office, do a little bit of magic roo on it, and then he'll be back to you in no time. Oh, my cat's gonna die! No! Groundskeeper William and Gandalf begin to pull that petrified cat down off of that torch as Grumblebum turns to Sammy. Do you know anything about the chamber? No, I have actually no idea what this is about, but I understand it must be serious. Well, there is a petrified cat and a bunch of blood on the wall, so yes, Sammy, it is just a bit serious, but please... Don't let anyone know what you saw today. Don't let anybody know that the chamber has been opened, please. Of course. Unfortunately, despite that pact, word began to spread faster than ever about the chamber being opened and students hypothesizing about what this mystical chamber could have been. And unfortunately, due to the ever-winding grapevine of rumors amongst the students at Wizard Harvard... Word had spread that Sammy Magic was involved with whatever this chamber was.
thanks to an exclusive sit-down interview with Barry Snakeman from Richard Maddow, even more word had got out about Sammy Magic's dark past, about his history with wizardry, and about the fact that he was the one to open the chamber, but luckily our hero's friends knew that wasn't true. They were the only people who knew it wasn't true, however, as every day, those glares and stares of admiration that Sammy Magic used to enjoy on a daily basis had turned to stares of fear and horror, shock every time he entered a room, and hushed whispers of what he may possibly be able to do. The students were terrified of Sammy Magic. They thought him unto a god, able to hear mystical voices in the walls and able to summon demons and petrify cats. The myth of Sammy Magic had grown far beyond what our young child of a hero possibly could have ever done. But it even started to infect his own brain. Sammy thought, what if it was him? Sammy was paranoid. Sammy started to question his every single move, terrified to go to sleep as maybe what had opened the chamber awoke within him when he slept and he merely forgot it when he awoke the next day. And that guilt and that pain for something Sammy Magic hadn't even done continued to grow as every time he walked through that corridor, he would discover groundskeeper William staring up at that lamppost where his cat used to hang from. His cat who was still petrified because Gandalf just cannot do magic. I'm sorry, I know I've been kind of hiding it from you guys for a while, but fun fact, Gandalf cannot do magic. So, unfortunately, the petrified cat continued to remain in stasis, and groundskeeper William, out of sheer sympathy for the cat, found himself petrified in front of that lamppost terrified to move, waiting for whatever took his cat out to make its next move. Staring up at that spot in fear, an emotion that Sammy did not know was present in the body of groundskeeper William. Finally, one day things come to a head as our heroes enter their history class. Now, while much of the excitement for a new teacher at the school was lauded upon Gandalf, there was also another teacher at the school. However, interestingly enough, this teacher was never announced. It was almost as if he was always there, but never brought up. He was a small, blue, dwarven creature who merely went by the name The Professor, the students would give him various nicknames throughout the year, like Professor Cuddles or Professor McNasty, but he always came in and introduced himself simply as the professor. He was excited to talk about history and teach the world of all of the historical moments in the world of wizardry. He was a short, stout creature, always stuck behind his desk, which featured two massive red curtains on both sides of it, decorated in an old adventurer's outfit with a lovable small tan hat on. The professor walked up and introduced himself to the class. Welcome one and all to Wizard History! Today we'll be taking a deep-diving look into yet another chapter in that heavy, heavy book that we call history. I, as always, am your beloved host, The Professor. Thank you. His grandiose bandstanding threw the students off initially, but it slowly grew on them throughout the year. The professor found a way to make every class entertaining, but today the class weren't worried about being entertained. They were worried about the chamber. 
They remained silent for the majority of the class, but after the professor ended that day's lesson, one student finally spoke up, Harmony Smarts, who rose her hand to the sky and asked, Professor, what is the chamber? This caused the professor to stare at them in shock, shaking back and forth, his little head rattling around on his neck before finally remarking, I can't tell you about that. It's not exactly something we should tell our students. Yeah, but teacher, Greg Ginger comments next to Harmony with a grin. I would take a guess and say that it's probably one of the most important chapters in the heavy, heavy book we call Wizard History. So I think that it's something we need to learn. The professor looked down at his small blue fuzzy hands before looking up with a smile. Do you really want to know? Yeah, we always want to hear another story about history. Well then, let's crack in! Thank you for listening to the mini-adventures of Sammy Magic, produced by the BS Network and performed by Scotty Moore. Many thanks to Orion Ibert of the Lavender Lemonade Collective for our album art, and massive thanks to Umbria for the use of their music. This week's sorting ceremony will be performed for the person who was our first ever patron at patreon.com slash a load of BS. My, 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 my dad. Yeah, it's, it's gonna get weird. And to, uh, dad? God, this is creepy. Um, you are... A great father and an even greater gentleman. You spend your days ensuring that all of your family is cared for and is fed and has a lot of Parmesan cheese because you may have a child who is just a fiend for the stuff. Also, if there's one thing you know how to do, it's binge-watch a lot of Shark Tank. And it's that binging and that care and that love that places you firmly in the home of the Soft Squad. Now, if you would like to have your own sorting ceremony, you can, of course, get it by donating at patreon.com slash a load of BS, or just pick up you some Sammy Magic merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com and send a picture of you rocking it, wearing it, doing whatever to us on Twitter at ScottyMo. That is S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And as always, remember the many adventures of Sammy Magic is a work of complete and total parody, which means you can't sue me.